I bring you grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for our meditation this morning is from the Old Testament reading, Ecclesiastes 5, 18 to 20. Behold, I have seen to be no, behold what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun, the few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and the power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil, this is the gift of God. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. In the name of Jesus, amen. Enjoyment. Why is it that we have so much and yet have so little joy? We have more possessions, more security, better health, more freedom, and are more likely to live longer lives than any generation in human history. And yet so many people in Australia, the USA, and the Western world are more unhappy and dissatisfied, more miserable, bored, and depressed than ever before. What is the secret of joy? Where does it come from? How do you get joy? Go into any bookshop and look at the titles of books on sale there. Flick through magazines and watch television talk shows and you'll find gurus who tell you what you need to do to be happy. And people like us listen to them because we are unhappy and we think that we need to do something to get happiness. You're all too familiar with that way of thinking. It takes two basic forms. You work hard to make money to buy the stuff that makes you happy. Or else, you work hard now for the future, for future enjoyment when you graduate, when you get a job, when you get married, or when you have children, or when the children get through college, or when you retire. You work for future enjoyment, or you work for the stuff that's supposed to make you happy. So people think that happiness comes from work. That's the secret of happiness. 
If ever there was a man who should have been happy, it was Howard Hughes. I don't know whether you know much about him. He's now long dead. But he was good-looking and rich, successful in business, a pioneering aviator, a film director, and the partner of many beautiful women. And yet he had no friends and no family and no home. In fact, he lived naked and unkempt in sterile rooms in hotels and rarely saw the light of day in the second half of his life when he was most successful. He was so afraid of germs and so obsessed with his health that he avoided all physical contact with people and he ate only sterile junk food to avoid possible contamination. He made his staff, the people who served him, wash their hands repeatedly before they approached him. And he made them cover their hands with tissues before they served him his tasteless food. Now, he was a miserable man if there ever was one. He had everything that any human being could want, and yet he enjoyed nothing. What a sad man. Ecclesiastes today speaks of the gift of joy rather than the pursuit of happiness. Turns things around. We think that happiness is something that you chase, you've got to do something to get it. But Ecclesiastes turns that around and says, it's a gift waiting to be given to us. A gift that we receive. You see, happiness comes and goes. It's a passing mood, a feeling of euphoria, an emotional experience that comes from the release of dopamine up here in the brain. It's temporary. It's elusive. The more you chase it, the more it eludes you. And even when you have it, you can't keep it. It comes and goes. But joy is a state of being. It lasts. It remains even when you don't feel it. It's still there. And it comes to you from outside. And it takes hold of you like sunlight that descends on you, that shines on you. That's why joy takes you by surprise at the most unexpected times and in the most unexpected places. I still remember the joy that I felt at the funeral of my mother. Sad occasion, great joy. You see, joy is a gift from God. It's a foretaste of heaven here on earth. It gives you an inkling of what God has in store for you. 
And he offers joy to you by giving you good things to enjoy, things that are meant for your enjoyment. Ecclesiastes speaks about the gift of joy as our lot, God's allotment to us. That word was originally used to describe the piece of land, the family farm that God gave to his people Israel for them to use. It was his land, but he gave each family a portion of his land. That was their lot. The land on which each family lived, the land that they worked for their livelihood, the land that provided them with the necessities and luxuries for a good life, not just together with each other, but a good life in God's uh, territory with God. Now, this word lot is used differently here in Ecclesiastes. It's no longer the allotted piece of land, but it's the allotment of work that God gives to you at each stage in your life cycle. It's different when you're a teenager to when you are 20 or student and uh, when you're middle-aged and old-aged. It uh, doesn't matter what stage of life it is. It's the allotment of work that God gives to you. And by means of that work, God allots you joy. The joy that comes from the enjoyment of both work and rest. Well, how does God give us joy in our life here on earth? Because that's what this word from God speaks about today. First of all, God gives you something very simple that you all have, your daily meals. Just listen to what Ecclesiastes says. It's good and it's fitting to eat and drink. You have a simple picture here. God is the host and you are his guests. He spreads a table for you. He provides meals for you each day. And he doesn't just give you food to eat and beverages to drink, best of all wine, but he gives you your meals to enjoy. And those meals are not meant to be taken by yourself, taken alone, but taken with your spouse and children your friends and fellow workers. They're not meant to be eaten on the run, but received with thanksgiving. They're meant to be enjoyed, not by yourself, but with others. And to enjoy them, you need to take time out. You need to relax. It's a bit like drinking a good wine. You don't just gulp it down, but you need to sip it bit by bit, and take it in. That's the same with good food. It's given for your enjoyment. That's the first gift. The second gift that God gives to you is work. Our text says it's good and fitting 
to find enjoyment in all the toil at which one toils under the sun. Toil means quite plainly work. So it's good, it's fitting, it's right to find enjoyment. Where? Not in just some work, but in all the work that you do in this life. Notice that Ecclesiastes doesn't speak about the joy that comes from work, the joy that comes as a result of work, as a result of the stuff that you get from work, but he speaks about the joy that comes to you in your work, the joy in working. You see, the problem is that most of us regard work as a burden, something that you have to do in order to get the things you want, something that you need to endure, because even though it has some good patches in it, but basically it's bad for you. So because we see work in this way, we don't notice what's good about our daily work. The good that God wishes to give to us, which is joy, is overlooked and unnoticed. We notice that good, that joy, only when it's gone. Like when the children leave home or when you retire. That's when you realize how much joy you had in looking after your children, how much joy you had in doing your work. So God gives us our work for our enjoyment. We don't just work for ourselves or our family or the boss, but we work together with God. And God works together with us, and the reason he gets us to work together with him is so that we can enjoy work. And by getting stuck into our work and doing good work together with God, we discover how good work can be and how much we can enjoy working, the joy that comes to us in our work. So God does two things to give us enjoyment. He gives us our meals and he gives us our work. Both of those are needed. Um, and we need to get the balance right between those two things. Uh, the balance between eating and doing. The balance between taking in what God gives to us and giving out. The balance between receiving and doing what God gives us to do. The balance between receiving from God and giving of ourselves to others in our work. The balance between enjoying food on the one hand and enjoying work on the other hand. The balance between hard work and a good appetite. You've all experienced that for yourself. When do you enjoy a meal best? It's after a good day of work. And if you have a good, good meal after a good day, you have a good sleep, and you get up in the morning ready to do 
work again and to enjoy everything that comes to you the new day. So we've got to get that balance right. We've got to get the balance right between working and eating. So uh, there's those two things. First of all, God gives us food, meals. God gives us work. And then most interestingly, Ecclesiastes says that God gives us the capacity to enjoy both of those. Just listen again to what he says. It's in rather difficult English. Um, we hear, everyone also to whom God has given them, uh, has given wealth and possessions and the power to enjoy them and accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This also is a gift from God. You see, you won't enjoy your food, you won't enjoy your work, unless you have the power, the capacity to enjoy them. And many people don't have them. They have food, they've got work, but they've lost the capacity for enjoyment. A whole society is full of people who have limited or no capacity for enjoyment. You won't enjoy these things unless you have that capacity. You see, what good is the best meal with the people you love? What good is the best job with the best colleagues if you don't have the ability to enjoy these things? That will not only make you more dissatisfied and frustrated, greedy and envious, it won't give you joy. So God gives his third gift, the capacity for enjoyment, the power for enjoyment, and that comes in three parts. Once again, very simple and obvious once you see it. First of all, it's interesting that it starts with this. He gives you the capacity to enjoy your food. He gives you a hearty appetite. He gives you a sense of joy from the food that you eat. He gives you um, a time to relax and uh, not only take in your food, but enjoy your food. Secondly, he gives you the capacity to accept your lot. Um, he gives you a sense of contentment with your work and your possessions, your spouse, your children, your place in the world, and your stage in life, whatever age you may be. And that's the most precious gift of all, the gift of contentment, being contented with where you are and what you have and what God gives you day by day. Thirdly, he gives you the capacity to rejoice in your work just as God rejoices in his work. You see, the more you enjoy your food, the more you accept your lot, the more you will enjoy your work, and the more 
you will rejoice in your work. And the result will be that you have joy in your heart. Not just occasionally, but all the time. Whether you feel it or not, it'll be there. Well, what's the purpose? What's God's purpose in giving us our meals and our work and our capacity for enjoyment? Yes, listen again. He, that's the person who has these things, will not remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. Have you ever noticed something rather strange? Have you ever noticed that when you are in, absorbed in what you're doing, you don't notice the passing of time? You're taken outside of yourself and you experience a kind of ecstasy. When I'm engrossed in my work, as I often am, to the annoyance of my wife, I lose all track of time. I enter another world, a timeless place, a different state of being altogether. And that's what God wants for us to experience because it's in that state that you receive joy by enjoying the meals that God provides for us and the work that we are given to do we have a foretaste of heaven in our life here on earth these ordinary everyday earthly joys, the joys that are available to everybody and yet not received by everybody, these simple joys are meant to whet our appetite for heavenly joys. The rhythm of eating and working, taking in and giving out, is not just the daily pattern that God sets for our enjoyment here on earth. It's also the pattern for our enjoyment of heavenly things that God provides for each one of you every week. Every week you can come here to eat and drink. Every week you come here as God's guest to receive the joys of heaven here on earth. And every Sunday, then you go out and work with God in your station and vocation, bringing heavenly joy, the joy that comes from God, and bringing it to people on earth who have so little joy in their lives. That's the God-given pattern for your lives. And everything is meant for your enjoyment. Your work, your eating, your coming to church, your living out your daily life. St. Paul sums this up well in his first letter to Timothy. He says quite simply, God richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Everything to enjoy. 
May God grant that to you all. And the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.